Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. And today I have an honored guest with me. He's actually a friend of mine, a business colleague, and we've done tons of business together. Um, please, everyone, welcome Michael Chavez. He is the vice president of Golden Star Citrus in Woodlake, California, and he's the president and CEO of Flavor Wave LLC. Mike, what's happening, man? Hey, PK. Uh, I'm glad to be uh, on the podcast, uh, working my way through this uh, COVID-19 world. And uh, aside from that, uh, life is good. You know, it's glad to hear. And as you know, um, I am now in Tampa, Florida. That's where we're broadcasting from. I went from being, uh, what, uh, seven miles down the street from you uh, now to uh, 3,000 miles away from you. So it's a little bit of a, a, little bit of a distance, uh, long-distance relationship. But I think that's kind of how the produce industry is. We are so uh, close but so far away at some points and vice versa, wouldn't you say? Uh, I deal with people all over the country, uh, you know, abroad everywhere and you know bottom line we're just feeding info and working our tails off everywhere you know whether you're out in florida up in new york here in woodlake down in chile you know we're we're all doing the same thing every day i feel like we just get a deck of cards throw it in the air and then rearrange it every day hey yeah rolling the dice in the uh the california smog is what we say right (laughs) just just rolling the dice but you know what's interesting so if you listen if you don't know about Golden Star Citrus, Mike, give us an overview of who Golden Star is. Just a quick 30 seconds, who Golden Star is, who you are, where you came from, and where you're located real quick. Ooh, 30 seconds. Okay, we're a grower, packer, shipper. So we're uh, in the farming operation, primarily Naval and Valencia oranges. Um, we work with growers on varietal citrus as well. We've got two packing facilities and uh, I do all of the sales and marketing for Golden Star. I'm a second-generation farmer. Um, my father's the one who founded Golden Star in 1985, which is the same year I was born. So we're the exact same age. We're, I'll be 35 this year, and so will Golden Star. Wow, wow. That, you know what? That was a powerful uh, 30 seconds. So if you do, do not know who Golden Star is, um, you can check them out too at goldenstarcitrus.com. Um, but Golden Star is a grower packer ship, shipper located in the Central Valley of California. So Mike, give me an idea uh, of where we're at today, this current state. We're in week 14, going into week 15. I mean, what, where are we at? What are we looking at? Because I know citrus is on the shelves. I've seen everything from limes to grapefruits to caracaras to mandarins. I mean, everything is being stocked on the shelves during this crisis period. So what does a day in the life of it look like at Golden Star? And, you know, give us a little bit of the supply and demand ratio of what's happening. Um, okay, well, first and foremost, you know, just going back, you know, let's say we're talking two weeks back when this uh, coronavirus situation has really uh, escalated. Um, a lot of different worries. Of course, you know, you worry about your family first. Um, you got to take care of them, keep them, uh, keep them home, uh, deal with children being home, um, keeping them uh, going as far as their education goes. So that's, you know, priority number one. 
then next, of course, was, you know, employee safety here, you know, within our walls at both facilities. Uh, we've had to implement, uh, you know, additional safety measures on top of what we were already doing. You know, we go through Primus and they are very stringent and we follow their book to a T uh, 365 days a year. But uh, on top of that, you know, we've added employees to sanitize any uh, any uh, guard railings, doorknobs, etc. I've got one employee at both facilities at each facility. That's all they do. So. You know, that's our first, you know, knockdown strategy as far as that goes. And I guess lastly is kind of the supply and demand, to be honest. Um, uh, we had rains for the past two weeks, so that disrupted harvest. In conjunction with the rains, uh, we had a very high peak in uh, demand on navel oranges, primarily navel oranges, caracaras, you know, we're also packing those as well. They moved pretty decently, but, um, you know, just comparing the last two weeks volume here in 2020 of March, you know, week 13 and week 12, I took my numbers and looked at what I did in 2019 during those two weeks, and I was up about roughly 250% on volume. So that goes to show you, you know, what this virus has done, um, you know, uh, social media and news outlets, you know, broadcasting, you know, the benefits of vitamin C. In, uh, in citrus and, you know, really primarily in oranges. Uh, I think everyone uh, being proactive, trying to keep their immune systems healthy, went out and grabbed, you know, some of these oranges. So it's been a, it's been a big spike in, uh, in demand for navels. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a roller coaster, I will say that much, especially dodging around rains, limited picking, and, of course, trying to keep your employees safe and comfortable coming to work every day. You know, that's, that's, that's a big deal. You don't want to force make any of these, uh, you know, this uh, workforce feel like they're having to come to work. And I know we've had, I don't even know how many meetings I've put on the last couple of weeks, probably at least 10. But, um, you know, addressing me directly talking to the employees, going over what the CDC's uh, released. And then also, you know, of course, where we are um, as a country and uh Surprisingly, you know, the uh, feedback with the employees, I guess I shouldn't say surprisingly, but, um, you know, I'm proud to report that uh, a lot of our employees understood the social responsibility we have as well being an essential part of the food chain, uh, food supply chain. So, um, you know, it was really a personal a personal uh, responsibility for myself as well as uh, I see the uh, employees and workforce taking it along as well as we've got to keep churning citrus out because we got to support this country. We've got to be, you know, uh, in production, shipping oranges out all over the country. Um, we shut down our export in the last two weeks, but we've been feeding, you know, the U.S. domestic supply very heavily. A lot of eight-pound bags, a lot of four-pound bags going out to retail markets. And, um, you know, just a general understanding, at least within our walls and our workforce of, you know, we're a big cog uh, in this uh, food chain supply or a little cog, I guess I would say being that we're an independent company, but we're, we're equally important as the big guys because, you know, we got to feed this country. We got to keep this country going and uh, we're supplying an item that uh, thank God as uh, is uh, very crucial in keeping our immune systems healthy. So, you know, it's been good, good for golden star. It's been good for our growers. Um, you know, and I think overall it's just good for the country. So we're, uh, we're doing our part and I'm glad that my, uh, my workforce has uh, understood that and taken the responsibility on, you know, with a spearhead mentality and, you know, they're willing to work, they're keeping themselves safe, they're keeping their family safe, and uh, we're, you know, 
keeping the supply chain going. Police officer every day, take the time to thank the guy that's bagging your groceries or who's stocking the shelves because that's someone in the supply chain that's working right now too to keep keep food uh, stocked in your house. So, um, because listen, on this podcast too, Mike, we have people all the way down to consumers who's buying in the grocery stores all the way up to people that are running multi-billion dollar um, produce supply chain businesses, right? So everybody's going to get a grasp to understand, you know, where we're at within the supply chain and how food is delivered. So speaking of that, though, we are not in a crisis all year long. And I say that because we still have fruit being grown on the tree, right, Mike? You've got crops that are coming up. So as one crop is starting, there's other things happening. So what what supplies coming up for Golden Star uh, Citrus? What, what do we have to look forward to and what's your supply going to look like? Well, for starters, you know, with the surge of demand, the first thing we started looking at was we're increasing our volume now. Obviously, that's going to take from our finite supply, you know, that was going to take us into uh, May or June. So you have to assess what this does to your overall budget. Luckily, we've got California Valencia's ready to roll. Uh, we're going to start California Valencia's right around mid to late April based on this surge in demand, which initially they were slated for mid to mid to the beginning of uh, may so we're going to start valencia is a little earlier to, to uh put some more volume into the pipeline we're actually starting grapefruit today is our first harvest and this is actually our first season with red grapefruit rolling out uh it's a great item i think it's a great time for us to get that program going tons of vitamin c lots of health benefits usually travels out of our door in a bag and uh, I think that's easy for consumers right now that are going out trying to load up, you know, something that's going to boost their immune system. Grab an eight pound bag of uh, a grapefruit or a five pound bag. We're putting both styles out quick, run by your local grocer, grab a bag of them, try and put them in a cool, dry place, preferably your garage, as long as it doesn't get too warm or cold. And those those pieces of fruit are going to hold for two, three, four weeks at a time easily. So a great snack, you know, to put in that's going to help your immune system as well as, you know, curb, curb some hunger away as well. So do me, do me a favor because what if our listeners don't know what a Valencia is compared to a navel? Could you give a, just give our listeners kind of a physical description if they were going to the store right now? Because you said you might be starting Valencia sooner and grapefruit. I mean, we can tell a grapefruit from a grapefruit, right? We all can see that. But – can, what is that? What's the difference between a navel orange and a Valencia orange? Your navel orange is naturally seedless, so the timing and seasonality really separate these two items. Navel oranges you usually start mid to mid to early October, depending on maturity, and run all the way through you know May or June, depending on uh, supply. Sometimes we bleed into July. Uh, Valencias typically start for us right around May or June, depending on seasonality as well. And the big difference is, you know, the navel orange, the name describes itself, you know, opposite of the stem end, you've got the navel on the, on the opposite end of the piece of fruit. Uh, very, very uh, distinct eating profile once we get into Washington varieties. You know, just a very distinct flavor that comes out of our uh, California orchards here. Uh, Valencia, also very distinct eating quality. Um, does not have the navel on the uh, opposite side of the stem end of the fruit. 
usually a little smaller to medium in size in comparison to what navels uh, get to uh, when they're mature. And my biggest, uh, one of my favorite things about the Valencia oranges is taking a bag home and juicing them. You know, Saturday morning, cut some up, get uh, breakfast going for the kids and have fresh squeezed orange juice from the Valencia. The sugar acid ratio once they're at maturity is absolutely tops. You don't need to add any sugar. You don't need to add anything. All you have to do is have a decent juicer and uh, and a nice pitcher to put put it in to serve to the family. Oh man, that sounds fantastic. And you know what's interesting is that if you're thinking navel, yes, that's right. Lift up your shirt, look at your belly button, which is also called a navel, <laughs> and the navel orange, if you flip it over, it kind of looks like uh, sometimes it's an innie and sometimes it's an Audi. I mean, right? We've seen the bottom of an orange uh, look all different types. So if, you, if, you're, if you're interested and you're in the store with your child or anybody and, and they don't know, show them. Go, hey, look, the bottom of an orange has a belly button. It's an innie and Audi just like, just like everyone else. So let's let's just back up though, because we talked about what's in the in the uh, upcoming, which is Valencia's grapefruits. Um, well, hold on though, because back it up, because I've been at the office uh, before in Woodlake, California, and I believe we've had Cara Cara mimosas. So I mean, we can back it up a second, and I believe you have another item because I had a friend reach out to me on LinkedIn. And uh, I believe you saw this uh, post, but he said, I've got this pink navel orange. And I responded, that's a caracara. And some people are like, what? What's a caracara? Why don't you give us that idea, uh, a description of what that caracara is and give the adults a little uh, little splash of what we did, you know, with it. In a nutshell, I guess I'd say like what caracara is, if we're talking just layman's terms or just simple farming terms, it's almost like taking a navel orange and putting it on steroids and making the inside pink. Um, the health benefits are a little similar or very similar. Um, the eating profile is a little different, uh, not quite as tart, get a little more sweet flavor, and uh, just just eats like a navel orange on steroids, really, in my opinion. You know, my palate, once you have a Cara, I mean, it's hard to go back to a navel orange unless you're looking for that signature eating profile. They're both great. You're not going to go wrong with either or, but the clear distinction is, you know, the interior color. Uh, we have to be very careful within our walls to make sure that we don't mix navel oranges with caracara oranges. If uh, you get a navel orange bag and you get a caracara in there, probably not going to be an issue. You know, it's, it's kind of like you're, you're getting the ups on that or you're getting a little bonus in the bag. But if it's the opposite, well, we have navel oranges going into a caracara bag, uh, consumers, retailers, um, you know, consumers pay more retailers, retail them at a higher price. And if they get a regular navel in a care care bag, that, that could create an issue. So we have to be very, very careful on our end. But, um, you know, the care is just a pink navel. That's all it is. No, that's, that's awesome. So, and, and, and I know from the, uh, the juicing industry, which I've been in, is that you can't mix caracaras. Even though it's a navel, you can't mix those caracara navels in with the regular navels in the juice truck because obviously it'll turn the orange juice a different color, right? So there's so many things too, right? The backsides of this industry that uh, probably no one's even, 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 even heard of, right? So, and then um, Golden Star also does lemons too. I know that's kind of in your winter program as we've jumped into spring, but I know it comes back up in the summer. So what is, uh, 
what is Golden Star uh, and Flavor Wave? Because we really haven't touched on Flavor Wave. But what is Golden Star and Flavor Wave uh, looking forward to in, say, uh, the next 30 to 45 days? And then um, coming this import season, because I know you do imported citrus now, and coming into that. So where where's the outlook? What can we expect? Uh, I just did an interview with a, a news media outlet, produce news media outlet, uh, actually yesterday. So this is pretty fresh in memory. Uh, well, it always is. I was going to say live, eat, and eat, live, eat, breathe, sleep, everything, you know, citrus. But um, uh, as far as lemons go, we've had a good season so far. Um, it's hard to get away from talking about this coronavirus and what it's done, you know, not only to our personal lives, but my professional life. Um, lemon movement's been steady with Golden Star throughout the winter months. We've had some contract food service business as well as transactional business that's been very good. And with the food service business in particular, it just vanished two weeks ago. You know, restaurants are closing, bars are closing, schools are out. Um, Food service industry has taken a huge decline in demand. So that's been kind of heartbreaking to watch because, you know, we're continuing to pack lemons and keep supply going, and now we're having to get creative, either offering those smaller sizes that would typically go to a food service customer, you know, to our other retail customers or outlets, uh, wholesale markets in a bag style. So that's been one mentionable change. Uh, looking forward, forecasting into April, May, uh, June, uh, we'll continue District 1 uh, supply all the way through uh Probably about May is what I'm guessing. Um, supplies look good here in District 1 in California. Uh, we're expecting, I believe I read that South Africa has some uh, lemons coming on the water already. Behind that, we're going to have Argentina starting about mid to late April. Uh, hearing good things out of them. They've got a, got a slight freeze this last year, so I think volumes are estimated, at least on export to the United States, to be down about 25 to 30%. And Chile is reporting very uh, very similar volumes as to in comparison to last year. So Chile should start landing, you know, around you know late May, early June, depending on, uh, on quality. And they're expecting some rain, so that may affect sizing and harvest just the way it does here in California. But uh, overall, supplies look good on lemons. We're not anticipating any transitional gaps. So we'll have steady supply there and, uh, you know, keep plugging away on the lemon side. And uh, with Flavor Wave as a direct importer from uh, Argentina and Chile, we're excited. It's just my second year. You know, I started that as a passion project. And, you know, year two, we're going to, looks like we're going to double our budget on volumes coming out of uh, Argentina or out of Chile. And then we're also adding Argentina this year. So, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see and continue uh, see what goes down and, you know, continue to, to uh, supply. No, for sure. You know, one thing that I'm, I'm going to back up a little bit on, you know, what we didn't touch base was on mandarins. You actually have a pretty cool mandarin program at your facility. And I know that, We've talked off of the uh, off the mic about possible Mandarin um, supplies. How'd your Mandarin program go this year, leading up to this? Because I know you stopped, I believe, two weeks right before this crisis actually hit on Mandarins. Like you were literally, we just took them off the price sheet. I didn't see them anymore on it going out, and I was like, okay, Mandarins are done. But Mandarins are still being flooded in the stores. 
I mean, what does this Mandarin outlook look like? You know, we did well. We, we did a very small program. We custom packed and did uh, some small programs on some private label, which went well. I think we did an outstanding job just wrapping our head around, you know, that uh, packing and the handling and, you know, the grower side as far as returns and seasonality. And I think we did a great job. I'm very proud of what we did this season. Um, looking ahead, I wish I had a bunch of mandarins to pack because I think that season, it's been on fire, you know, with, uh, with demand as far as the reaction to this coronavirus, getting, uh, getting vitamin C into, uh, the home serve for, uh, take home bags, which, you know, primarily all men, well, most mandarins are packed in a bag with grab and go style, you know, at your local retail outlet. But, um, we're, I, I have to keep track of that supply chain as long as everything else globally. And I think there's going to be whew, at least a five to six week gap potentially coming up here in mid to late April bleeding into May. So I know Peruvian imports should start. I haven't heard any exact dates, but I don't think those are going to hit till late May. So that creates a big shortage on a, on a very popular item that uh, most of us go into the grocery store and grab and take home. So that's going to be an interesting supply uh, crisis potentially to watch. So let's, let's see what happens. You know, what's interesting too is that as citrus people we are, and again, how many times did I come to the packing house and just come, hey, Mike, I need a box of citrus. And you were like, yeah, yeah, what for? And I was like, for my house. I mean, how many times as a citrus guy, we bring citrus home. We, we eat, breathe, and live citrus all the time, right? I mean, it's what we do. And it's so interesting now because I went to the store a couple of weeks when this first started and I couldn't find a piece of citrus on the shelf. And so for someone that always had citrus you know, or mandarins in the house, it was very interesting, right, to see it fly off the shelves. But it's also interesting because we talked about being – this isn't a time really to be proactive. It's a time to be reactive and resilient, right? We're being proactive in how we do business, right? But we're really watching first, right, being reactive, and then right then being proactive on these opportunities, but then sitting back and being resilient knowing that uh, each day is just step-by-step step right now. We're taking each day to see what ends up happening um, in the future and what's happening now, right? So, what are some what are some recommendations that you could give from the citrus category? Speaking to um, think about uh, anybody from a retailer, wholesaler, distributor, grower, packer, shipper, uh, consumer. I mean, there's anybody. What do you give a recommendation to out there? Um, what can we do with citrus? I mean, what else? Um, bagging styles. I mean, what else can we do? Uh, consumption styles. Any th thoughts or ideas? You know, we've seen this trend. It kicked in three weeks ago where we've had some national retailers that we supply um, that typically take, you know, a 10 by 4 bag style. That's 10 bags of oranges, uh, four pound, uh, 10 four pound navel or uh, navel bag oranges or six eights, you know, six eight pound bags, uh, converting over to a bin style. So a bin style is exactly what it sounds like. It's a large bin. It holds about 750 pounds of fruit. And we've seen a handful of retailers switch over to the bin style um, for a few reasons. Um, easy to grab and go, easy to display. It's a big bulk display. There's usually 75 eight-pound bags in those uh, 
bins or 154 pound bags in those bins. So it's a very easy item to display. Um, something that you just set out all over the store. And as your uh, consumers are walking through the store, they grab one or two of those, throw them in their bag, and they've got their vitamin C, you know, instantly. And a uh, good item that's going to last a few weeks in the uh, garage, like I, like I said earlier. So it's a great item. So we've seen that trend, you know, on the retail side domestically. Um, as far as, you know, consumption goes, I mean, there's a lot of fun ways to, to enjoy your citrus. Um, one of my personal favorites, and it may not be the healthiest option, is throwing that uh, the Mexican uh, spice, uh, tahini, uh, on some slices of oranges and eating it that way. Um, you know, I mentioned juicing once Valencia's hit. That's a great way where if you get tired of slicing your navel oranges up, you know, over this past month, you're trying to work on your immune system, you know, keep it healthy. You know, we all get burnt out. Orange juice, you know, and home juicing is fun for the kids. You know, it's, I know my children get a kick out of, uh, you know, dad sitting there slicing oranges up and then they're there, you know, working the juice machine and making juice. So, you know, that's a fun way for the kids and it's, it gets you, uh, gives you a different option on how to get that vitamin C that your body body requires and you know boost your immune system heck yeah man i mean we always have it like i said we're kind of citrus guys so we always have it around um as you know me my favorite is always the the mimosa um you know that i always love a good mimosa especially with caracaras i mean because especially right now everybody's sitting inside your house if you've got some oranges or some caracaras and you got a bottle of champagne listen wherever wherever you are whatever time zone you're in a cara cara mimosa or an orange or a regular mimosa is 100% okay with us, all right? I mean, we, we're going to tell you that any day of the week. So, so Mike, if, if anybody wanted to get a hold of you, learn more about Golden Star Flavor Wave, how do we get a hold of you and how do we find out more about your operations and how we can uh, be more of a part of, of your organizations? Real easy for Golden Star, really straightforward. My name, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, at goldenstarcitrus.com. That's the email handle to reach out to me. Uh, if you need to get me at my office, very simple, 559-564-8084. You'll catch uh, either myself or any of my office staff, you know, grabbing the, grabbing the phone and getting you to me. And then uh, in regard to getting a hold of me for Flavor Wave on any imports uh, or any of the uh, supply chain there that I uh, handled through that operation, very simple. Chavez, C-H-A-V-E-Z, at FlavorWaveFresh.com. And uh, you can either call my Golden Star office line or you can call my cell phone. And my cell phone works for Golden Star or Flavor Wave. And as you know, Pat, I'm constantly on the phone. So, <laughs> you know, feel free to reach out if there's any questions. You know, anyone's got anything that they need. I mean, even just to say hi or ask about these mimosas, which uh, I did want to mention uh, for the kids. These mimosas are not just for the adults. You can do the Kara Kara juice and my kids' personal favorite, the sparkling apple cider. And it makes a great mimosa for the kids as well. Very true. But uh, <laughs> my cell phone number is 559-303-4258. Awesome. So again, Mike's got two websites too. I highly recommend you checking them out. GoldenStarCitrus.com, as I mentioned before, as well as 
flavorwavefresh.com and you can learn more about what Mike Chavez is doing, about his family history, and really about how he's impacting the industry and the future leaders of our produce industry today. So I want to thank Michael Chavez for getting on the line with me today. Uh, a lot of times this is a normal chat for us, you know what I mean? But we just put it on the record button this time and really made it official. So I want to thank you. And again, honored to always uh, have you on the phone, Mike. Thank you, PK. Appreciate it. And uh, anyone who listens to this, thank you for taking the time. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.